0: It was the year of fire, the year of destruction, the year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth, the year of great sadness, the year of pain, and the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 74, Into the Fire in which Londo makes the right decision for once, and exeunt the first ones, stage left. Coming to you live from the dawn of the third age of mankind, this dawn, is The dawn, Name of the dawn, Pond. Dawn. Go ahead.
1: Age, 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 age.
0: <laughs> we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only use the edge. That's right. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Chris Tetro, and with me is my co-host... John Cassie. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi. It's one of our nighttime recordings, so we're starting off a little punchy.
1: Yeah, a little loopy. Um, yeah. You know, do you remember watching this in nineteen ninety-seven? Do you remember I, this episode? I do, yeah. and
0: I rem- I distinctly remember thinking that it was a lot closer to the end of season <clears throat> four than right. Uh, I was, you know, I, you know, I w- I was very surprised that it that it came up so quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I can remember, in the moment, feeling almost betrayed by the show. Uh huh. Right. Like, what what do you mean? This is it? it yeah. What what, is, you, is, you has know, it what just canceled? happened?
0: Did I miss something? Right. Is, is, right. Yeah. Is the show done?
1: Right. Is this an abbreviated version? Mm. You know what what's what's the deal? Yeah. Um. You know, listeners, as you you know, you you've 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 no doubt grokked, in this episode, the sixth episode of season four, the Army of Light completes its work and in so doing, compels the Vorlons, the Shadows, and the Remest the Remest The Remest, yeah the that's Remest, a word. the Remest of it. the First Ones, uh to Get themselves hence and low. Get out of the galaxy. Yep. Uh, get the hell out of this galaxy, I think is the... Uh, my galaxy? My
0: galaxy? Our galaxy?
1: Yeah. Get the reckon- hell out of the galaxy.
0: Yeah. Shh. Beat it. Yep. And they're gone. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, shocking that, that really that's all it took. To wrap up this this grand ideological war that's been going on for, for millennia upon millennia. Right. Um, that all it took was somebody figuring out what it was all about and calling them on it.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, yeah, I'm sure having Lorian there helped, uh, you know, to, to kind of back things up.
1: Uh, Lorian was, was the... Uh, the sort of the, the the proof in the pudding, right? Yep. You know, we we have got your number. We're not going to play. And since the whole war was in essence a war of perspective versus perspective, mm-hmm. hence the the end of the third season, essentially being the shadows saying. Let us lay out our case okay mm-hmm. you've really only heard one side of this argument right let us let let us uh, attempt to bring you over by virtue of you being the nexus right mm-hmm. let's try to bring you over to our perspective right and yeah you know, JMS pivoting the Vorlons away from sort of Kosh one and his sort of inscrutability into a much more uh, kind of Lawful jerkwad, Kosh 2, right? Yeah, very you know, malevolent. Yeah, malevolent. Yeah, good. Yeah, Man. yeah. Precisely. What was clearly yeah. meant for the audience members who were reading this as, uh, you know, as sci-fi in the, in in the grand tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not what you think it is, okay, but it's only yeah. from this vantage point looking back. That we can see that that decision to change Kosh in that way is actually essential to making this a kind of endgame kind of make any sense, right? right?
0: Right, right. Because if if Kosh one were representative of the Vorlon as a whole,
1: yeah, still, then,
0: yeah, then then planet killers and all of this stuff and them being an an unacceptable alternative, you know, falls through. Yeah it's it's not it's not a good it's not a good uh, bad choice it's not a good bad choice yeah the, the, precisely to make yeah
1: yeah um we have to see them as for all intents and purposes the same right right um because otherwise all of the All of the kind of philosophical material of this episode, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the business in the black room, what is it with all these black rooms, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the frozen Vorlon, the, uh, uh, you know, the kind of endlessly shifting uh, shadow perspective, Um, you know, Lorian's business at the end, get the hell out of my galaxy, you know, all all Mm -hmm. of that doesn't hold, Right. Nor does the, the, the way that the space battle actually played out, mm-hmm. because it was never about the space battle. Right. Right. The space battle is just a kind of physical representation of the actual war, which is, we must get you to pick our side. Right. Right. And And they can't just
0: go through and and kill everybody you know the point is made that why didn't the four just wipe out Zahdum during one of these dormant millennia you know because they 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 need to have the balance out there they they need to have the the the, the choices and force people to make them exactly that's what, the war, that's what the war is all about it's not about defeating the shadows it's about winning over everyone to one side or the other
1: Right, it's an elaborate piece of galactic scale theater. Yeah, it's a it's right. a giant proxy war. Right, right. You know, which, uh, you know, to to my mind, calls once again, you know, kind of the entirety of the prisoner into mm-hmm. uh, you, you know bringing it bringing it into this you know narrative. It's so informed, ever more. You know, the more I watch this, the more I think about it. By mm-hmm. You know, Patrick McGowan's storytelling. you know, and there are far worse yeah. people to be to be inspired by than 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 McGowan. I mean, give me a break. definitely, definitely. Right. And I, and I
0: and then I think you can easily say going forward, we see this same kind of moral complexity spilling into more genre, television and media in general, as we as we move ahead in the twenty five years since.
1: Totally, right? I mean, look, the idea that you can have moral complexity in genre, in sci-fi, mm-hmm. well, where does that come from? It comes from Babylon 5, The X-Files, and Star Trek Deep Space 9 Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that they all inform those questions in their own unique ways. Yeah. Right. But I think that, that, uh, you know, despite my love of both of those other programs and, and I, I do love them. The main through line of this question and indeed others that will come to go right through this program. Absolutely. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why, even though for all, practical purposes no one watched Babylon 5 when it was out it wasn't being watched by 10 or 15 million people mm-hmm. right it wasn't on a ma- big network it was a, it was a niche genre program but there's a reason why people who care about these things studied this show learned about it and were and their own writing was informed and improved by it down the road
0: yeah absolutely right? absolutely you know,
1: and, and 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 that's from this
0: yeah yeah you don't get you don't get the the moral complexity of the Cylons, right from Galactica at all, you know, without this coming before, right? Um, you know, it's definitely something in the water of the '90s. You know, For where sure. I think a lot of the, the the traditional storytelling of good versus evil was was really starting to fall apart. You know, late late '80s '90s. Um, I'm thinking of a number of of comics. That uh, I was I was heavy into reading comics during the '90s, and yep. and a lot of your standard superhero stuff was was kind of was was getting deconstructed. You know, Alan Moore's Watchmen is is mid '80s, so that's even that's much earlier. But you a lot of a lot of stuff in the in the in the '90s uh, in the Big Two at least Marvel and DC. You see these kinds of. Exploration of gray areas, um, and I think that's carried through into uh, you know into the the Marvel movies that we have, you know these days too. Hundred you know, percent. That you know you, the whole Winter Soldier arc, um, Black Panther. Right. Uh, you definitely have uh, have some. I mean, I, I personally feel that that Killmonger was the hero of uh, of Black Panther. Uh,
1: I think a lot of people would agree with you.
0: Yeah. So. It's not it's not clearly defined. And and what was it in the 90s? Was it was it that that people who were starting to make these kinds of things were the the people who had been influenced? I'm thinking American politics and American society mainly here had been influenced, you know, had had seen that the the, what they thought were the institutions crumble with Watergate. Yeah, uh, Yeah, Watergate. uh, Right has, you know, and then, you know, I ran Contra and all of those kinds of things in the 80s that have right. kind of undermined the confidence that there is a a black and white, a good and evil world. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I, th- I just, I think it's I think it's an interesting it's interesting that so many things were hitting on the same notes there in the, in the 90s. Yeah, totally. But as uh, you say, Babylon 5, definitely you know, between, you know, Vorlon's bester, you know, it's it's all over the place here. Yeah. You, know, you, you you can't swing a dead cat without hitting moral complexity in this show.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, and and you think about uh, you know, some of this some of the superhero genre movies that were coming out, you know, in the mid 90s. They're all mm-hmm. they're all ridiculous, right? They weren't uh, great. You know, they're they're uh they're they're passable heroic fantasies like say the Rocketeer. Mhm. Right? Or their kind of ridiculously over the top like you know Batman and Robin right yeah if you if you issued even the most uh kind of straightforward marvel movie from the infinity saga any of them mm. in 1995 people wouldn't even know what to make of it this is not a superhero movie right they would have been pissed yeah, and I'm talking about movies that are fairly banal, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, we're recording this after the release of Captain Marvel, which I thought was perfectly okay, yeah. but Still not I like the best it. movie I've ever seen. Yeah, right. It yeah. was, uh, it was a kind of, you know, Joseph Campbell's hero journey almost by the numbers, kind of like Aquaman to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you had done that in 1996, people wouldn't know what to do with that movie. Because its ambiguities would have read as indecisiveness, mm-hmm. not as a proper level of ambiguity. Yeah. Right. About you know what. What does it mean to 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 aid the weak, and what does it mean to uh, you know to stand up for something? Air quotes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think your citation of the Winter Soldier is. In some respects, the kind of the best example of this particular little kind of cul-de-sac that we're, you know, that we're on, right? Yeah. And um, and that's why those movies work, and why the DC movies, which I thought were fine, kind of don't, because they just sort of wallow in their own darkness. Babylon Five doesn't right. wallow in its own darkness. It shows that there is something that 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 you might think is dark, but is actually just a way of thinking about the universe that is in contrast with another thing that wants you to see it as light,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but is actually also problematic.
0: Yeah. And there are no good answers. Yeah. And it, yeah.
1: <clears throat> given that frame of reference, what do you do? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in a in a story where So few characters seem to stay on true. Um, I'm reminded of Veer, Mm -hmm. who gets an extraordinary turn in this episode, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Right? Tell me what you want, what you really, really want, says (laughs) Morden to all these people. Well, Veer actually gets what he he says he wants. Yeah,
0: maybe the only one.
1: Yeah, the little wave,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And
1: then, of course, the Vorlon planet killer that blocks out the sun. Right. Right. You know, you get Londo actually appearing to act as a competent civil administrator. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. He knows he knows that they're on a clock and that the old ways of you know, we, we can't possibly go and wake these ministers at this at this hour. Well, you know, wake them because we've got basically twelve hours until it doesn't matter anymore.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um I thought the bit where Londo blew up Selene. Mm. Nice.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Very nicely done. You know, yeah. your ships are are marvelous in the air and in space, but on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I yeah, hold at the neck was... of your
1: ships the Gom Jabbar, right? <laughs> you know, Yes, it's like, yes. Boom! You yeah.
0: know? Yeah, he, uh, uh, you know, this was this was Londo at the top of his game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jurassic at the top of his game. Londo right. at the top of his game. Yeah.
0: Right. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, because he's, he's learned, he's just learned from that, from the minister of, of, uh, you know, intelligence, you know, uh, th- that Morden was the one who had had Adira killed. Yeah. Anyway, so, so we've got that cleared up and, and he has to, he has to act. He has to, he has to push through on that. Even yeah, if, for sure. You know, even if it, even if the shadows weren't even if he didn't need to get the shadows off of Centauri Prime. Morden's hours are numbered.
1: Oh yeah, Morden's at that point. Yeah. Uh yeah, his hours are minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there are but, there are not many characters who met a more deserving fate. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. Very and, true. And and of course. You know, there's also this perspective that, well, you might win here, Londo, but we're not done. Mm-hmm. And if that future that we've seen is true, then we are not done.
0: Right. 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 You know, Centauri, Brian, was not looking too good in that future. Right. You know, we we don't know who, who is behind the Watcher or or what is... Uh, you know, what is controlling that? It certainly, I mean, at the time I would have said it sh- certainly seemed shadowish, but I, you know, I could easily see it as, as Vorlonish as well, but, but now they're both out of the picture. So, right, right. Yeah. So
1: is it like remnant shadow allies or yeah. what? I mean, we'll have to see, right? Yeah, there's, but, but
0: <clears throat> we, we may have, we may have hit peak Malari here and it may be <laughs> downhill from, uh, from this point onward.
1: Yeah, right, right. You know, it's, uh, uh
0: yeah. Um yeah. and and you know, him telling Veer, you know, you have to kill me Oh, when that. that when was that so good, wasn't it? In. Yeah. He I mean he realized that he's he's you know, that seems to be a, a, a pure and true moment for Londo.
1: Yeah. yeah we've seen so, so many times when he's
0: when he's made the wrong decision or the bad decision. Right. Um but there's really no other choice in in that moment. Yeah. yeah. There's no other decision for him to make. He yeah. Can't, he can't try to negotiate with them. He can't offer someone else up in his place or blame someone else. Right. He knows it's his fault. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, now, let's see if he remembers that you know, or if it conveniently slides away as other distractions and lures of power and temptations I mean,
1: he's not going to remember it. This is Londo. Oh. Well, to what to what degree is Londo able to learn? Mm. I don't.
0: Max doesn't have a lot of confidence,
1: and he shouldn't, no. <laughs> because Londo's no. given us plenty of examples. Yes, of. Uh, uh, th- e- e- You should have learned, Londo. Why are we still having this conversation? It's season two, right? Oh, dear Lord, Londo, here you go again. It's now it's season three, right? So we'll see. Right, right.
0: I, if if he's going to end up in that kind of situation with a thing on his neck and a ruined planet around him, you know, I'm going to put down money that it's his fault.
1: Yeah. I feel bad saying it. But you I don't. agree. Yeah. He's earned it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I was I was glad when the when the Vorlon ship was blotting out the sun, and you know, Lando was saying, uh, "Well, but we eliminated the shadows. Mm-hmm. What's going on?" I was saying to myself, "Oh no, 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 Londo. <laughs> you're soaking in it, right? Yeah, absolutely, right." Yes. And I'm so glad that. Well, That Veer was the one who was able to sort of call him out. Yeah. Um, You know, before, before his, his, well, you'd better kill me then. Right. Right. Uh, I I thought that was a nice, you know, a a nice piece of dialogue. Yeah.
0: We'll chalk it up to just a momentary uh, moral lapse of Londo where he's accidentally lapsed to the, the right. To doing the right thing. (laughs) Just, just for, just for an instant.
1: You
0: know, thank, thank goodness that Sheridan, you know, in his uh, coincidentally had this massive battle going on, two systems over and something, and they needed to pull that ship away at just the moment.
1: Well, thank God, thank God that uh, that Ivanova brought all those first ones in, because that's what did it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure Ivanova will be delighted to learn if she ever does <laughs> that, that, that Londo was saved by her grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Ivanova's intention to bring them all in as you know lorian explains this was this was gathering up gathering up everybody for the you know to get their bus ticket
1: right out of town the last hurrah to oh i'm sorry yes
0: no i was what is it with the the edge of the galaxy i was gonna
1: go to the same place what is that about
0: you know star trek was forever going on about galactic barriers and you know being thrown outside the edge of the galaxy as it was, ooh, it's a big deal. It, but it's just, you know, the stars kind of peter off and, you know, they're just not as coherent as they are in, in the arms. You know, well,
1: was, yeah, un, unless you put a, uh, a ridiculous energy barrier around the galaxy as, yeah. though it's, as though it's in a static warp bubble, right, yeah. or you have something called the rim, the galactic mm. rim, what the hell yeah. is that? And why do we care?
0: Right. Yeah, As what though is the it?
1: Milky Way is is of any consequence in a universe with 9,000 billion trillion galaxies. Right. You know, show me a proper interstellar empire that is actually intergalactic. Mm. Right? Doom? The Gamelon Empire.
0: Gamelon? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because the Gamelon Did- was in the Large Magellanic Cloud. Okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. an actual proper... Yeah. Dune, yeah. the Emperor of the Was, Known Universe.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy to call yourself the Emperor of the Known Universe. I do that on a weekly basis. Correct. But, That's uh, how
1: I sign my emails. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, I remain your obedient servant, J. Cassie, em- <laughs> Emperor EDD, of Emperor of the Known Universe. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I can't remember if uh, Shadapur, if his empire actually spanned galaxies or not.
1: Yeah, I don't think we know, do we? No, Hardly matters is. with yeah. the way with folding space. You could be anywhere at any time, right?
0: Right. And you know, if, if 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 Shadapur's empire didn't, then, you know, Lido too. Certainly definitely. Have,
1: yeah. 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 The God yeah. Emperor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The whole Galactic Rim thing is a little strange. What is out there? Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's an actual place, it's probably, I think we're, you know, meant to read it metaphorically, but it seems like such right. a concrete symbol.
0: And it comes up
1: in over so over many
0: again. different right. shows, properties, whatever.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Huh. Um, you know, and maybe that's a maybe that's kind of a function of all of these kinds of things being sort of informed by you know the great the great high, you know kind of high fantasy folks like Tolkien. With you know, if you look mm-hmm. at his map of Middle Earth, you know, there's you know, not only is there Harad. South of Gondor, about which mm-hmm. you hear virtually nothing, but there's Far Herod, right? <sighs> right. The largest lettering on the map is for Rune, R-H-U-N, out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Um, you know, where Alatar and Palando went, if you remember them, the Blue Wizards.
0: I only remember them from the, uh, the Middle Earth trading card game that we sunk entirely too much money into that's in the right. 90s. Yeah. That
1: game is still good.
0: I still have my cards downstairs.
1: Right. And Alator and Palando were not invented by that game. Right?
0: No, no. There's they're, a passing
1: they're... reference in yes. Unfinished Tales or something. But, yeah. you know, so you've got that kind of map of Tolkien mm-hmm. as kind of a way of informing how you think about place. Right? Yeah. And then you've got sort of the great all-spanning galactic empire types, you know, um, Foundation, foundation mm. and Empire, you know, Asimov, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Alfred Bester, uh, you know the his his great works, uh, you know Heinlein, James Blish, mm. Cities in Flight, yeah. this kind of thing, you mm. know all the kind of great high high sci-fi, hard sci-fi of the sort of forties, fifties, and sixties, all kind of speak to that. All these things inform, you know, uh, Babylon Five. So yeah, uh, you know, it it feels a bit like that, but. You know, we're a little bit back to this Tom Bombadil stuff I talked about a couple of episodes ago <laughs> where, where you know, are we meant to see this as, as uh, you know, a kind of metaphorical transition to an energy state and away yeah. you go, right? You know.
0: it, it definitely, the way that Lorian was talking about it, it sounded a lot. It sounded very you know, I shall sail into the West and remain Garibaldi kind of, you know, exactly. kind of thing. Uh, yeah, we'll be there, and hopefully someday you'll come and join us, and yeah. know, et cetera, et cetera. It, it was, yeah. was, was glad real through and through.
1: Yeah, I mean, for that's sure, similar. right? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And a- again, to this program's great credit, we told you— The Mm -hmm. very first phrase we uttered, it was the dawn of the third age of mankind.
0: I was there at the dawn of the third age.
1: Right. Right.
0: From way back in the gathering, yeah.
1: That's right. Uh, It isn't about this war. Mm -hmm. It's about the dawn of the third age of mankind. And we're going to give you all this bells and whistles... This extraordinary space battle and -hmm. all the ones leading up to it and all this stuff about Zaha Doom. And it's going to be the biggest bait and switch you've ever experienced in 1997. Mm. But Uh in fact, what is it? One of the most extraordinary pieces of television storytelling you'll ever encounter. Mm -hmm. Because in some respects, it was the first. Right. Right. How dare you? (laughs) It would be like. If Tolkien, back to, you know, back to one mm-hmm. of the obvious influences on JMS, ended with the ring going in at the end of the two towers. Right. And you've still got another book.
0: Yeah. Or right? two chapters into Return of the King. You know, it's like, what the, you know, we've got yeah. so much else we've got. I've, I've got another, you know, 600 pages to read here. What's, you know, right. what are you going to...
1: Right. What are we doing now? I remember reading uh, in some piece of Tolkien scholarship that he took a whack at writing the Fourth Age, Mm -hmm. you know, as sort of Aragorn and uh, Gondor and all that kind of stuff. And he said, I got about 80 pages in and I realized that that story is done Mm -hmm. and that nothing, no benefit comes from revisiting it. Let them live their lives. Right.
0: Mm. I'm not sure I agree with that.
1: I would have. I would have read that book.
0: I would have read it in a heartbeat because right. I'm a big sucker for for rebuilding right narratives right. and and delighted that that's really what we're moving into here. Mm-hmm. That that's you know that's part of I think why the show endures for me. Yeah. You know that. You know, yes, I, and I've said this before on this show. I, I love my Star Wars, right. but you know the end of Return of the Jedi and. You know the emperor dies, and people celebrate all across the galaxy. Hooray! It's done. But um, but um, roll right. credits. Right. Or even, even the you know the, the the Lord of the Rings movies. We get you know seven epilogues, but you know we don't see any kind of rebuilding of the world. You know what what is what is going to rise up now that this conflict, now that this this thing has been set aside. Now that we humans and all these other, you know, peoples of the galaxy have the free will to to make our own paths, what are we going to do with it and how are we going to mess it up?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, to go back to that season one opening credit, right? Mm. Uh, Humans and humans and aliens uh, possessing alone without guidance, the entirety of the galaxy all alone in the night. Mm -hmm. Right. In my, in my kind of railings in that first season, I remember complaining that you could have rewritten that introductory sequence to not be so humans and aliens Mm -hmm. because that felt so othering to me. Right. Now with this episode, well, the galaxy is now yours to possess all of the younger races. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel it even more now.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Right, right,
1: right. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind. Well, sure, yeah. From human, from the perspective of humanity, it is the third age of, of, of our experience of being a species.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah.
1: And yet we're meant to see that within this broader, pan galactic context.
0: Mm-hmm. But it could be like the sixth age for the Minbari. It could be the. You know the second age for the Narn. It could yeah. be, you know, et cetera. Et cetera. So, yeah. so it's. I mean, yes, we're getting that. We're getting the 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 terra-centric version.
1: Yeah, as which, we is, which, do. Which, which is which is fine. Which is fine. You know, we're the right. ones
0: watching it. You know. Yeah,
1: and you know, um, my my critique, uh, you know, of these kind of shows is always that I I would welcome an opportunity to see some of these things from. From a perspective that is designed or is intended to be alien. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's going to be real down awkward. The
0: road. It's going to be real awkward when the Zeta Reticulans show up, you know, someday, and we've got all of this like rah rah humanity, you know, yeah. entertainment out there. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna read like you know like late nineteenth century you know yellow journalism.
1: Yeah, right. Tekelele, tekelele, yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Um, Well, yeah,
0: and they're going to be eating our brains, but but it's also going to feel awkward and embarrassing.
1: There'll be a moment of, of, uh, oh, you didn't, you you didn't serve canned salmon, did you, dear? Blah! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so, so what we have, friends, is a show that has always been about what it's going to still be about, Mm-hmm. rather than a show that seemed to be about the Shadow War in which we, in our love of bells and whistles and bibs and bobs and cool space battles, mm-hmm. uh, were, 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 we had convinced ourselves it was about something else. Right. And since we've got, what, about 35 episodes to go... Mm -hmm. What are they going to do to show us what the what the the first moments of this dawn of the third age of mankind actually look like? I'm excited about that because the show has already planted all of the relevant flags. Mm -hmm. Right. The show cares about religion and spirituality. It cares about the integrity of science. It cares about the dignity of the human being. Witnessed the entirety of Ivanova's arc in the first season, right? Right. It cares a great deal about totalitarianism, authoritarian thinking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it cares a lot about you uh, kind of xenophobia and nationalism. You know, I mean, it yeah. it it cares. It, you know, to the we we don't get political on this program, but to the degree that it connected to themes of the '90s. This show is ridiculously prescient.
0: Oh, yeah! About and the we, questions in that. our
1: national conversation now. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see any substantive difference between, you know, er, Earth First activities in this program and white nationalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. If if they're there, listeners, point me out, point me, out, point them out to me. Yeah. Right. So there's this great deal of of kind of prescience, right? who are we going okay. to be mm-hmm. and how are we going to how are we going to interact with these other races and obviously, the sort of delan hybrid hybridization mm. is meant to be a kind of a visual expression of that right uh, you know of 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 that of that coming issue right
0: yeah yeah I, you know and really, on top of all of that, the show's always been about. You know building a better future indeed Yeah, it was the it's the whole intent of the babylon project itself indeed and and now they get the chance to without mommy and daddy you know looking yeah. over the shoulder and telling them what to do you know to to build that future and you know earth may be the first thing that that's on the agenda to get cleaned up
1: well almost certainly or, right uh,
0: yeah yeah i uh. i would have to imagine that's yeah, that's going yeah. to be, take up a lot, of our, uh, a lot of our oxygen for the next season and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, any reasonable person looking at what's left to tell,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, you've got to get some kind of a reconciliation between Babylon 5 and Earth. Right. Right, or you've got to try to.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, in, in any other show, and, and in, you know, up to that point, you would think, oh, well, you know, when this the whole thing wraps up, you have to have a reconciliation. Right, but you also wouldn't think that you'd have, you know, the major war coming to a close. You know, season four, episode six. Yeah. So you know, all bets are off as far yeah. as as what's intended. Yeah. But but yeah, it's you know, that's that's a direction, uh, reconcilia- not maybe not reconciliation, but some sort of you know, some rebuilding of Narn and right. resolution of the situation on Centauri Prime.
1: Right. Because we know what's coming, because Major <laughs> Barrett told us, right? <laughs> you will be Emperor, and then you will be Emperor. Yeah, okay. Um, my belief is, let me let me try, let me let me try to run this uh, this curveball past you. See if you laugh or if you sort of give me that gaping fish out of water look. The only person who's going to be left to be President at the end of this program, Hot pie! Hot pie! <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> yay! Hot pie! Yay!
0: Hot the pie! First of the first name. of his name,
1: King of the Andals, the and the First Men. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where we were going with that. That's right. I, we've, I, uh, we've clearly known each other too long. That's too long, right? I, um, someone, uh, when I was back working in Pittsburgh, someone had written uh, some, you know, one of those kind of blah blah blah. You know, yeah. it was after some important person had died, on the dean's board, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, without anyone noting noticing, I erased whoever he put in, Stannis mm. or you know whomever, and I wrote Hot Pie, right? Yeah. And like three days later, someone in his advisory noticed and was like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Hot Pie!"
0: <laughs> hot Pie is going to be the only person standing left in the uh, in Westeros.
1: Yay, Hot Pie! End of this show. Yeah, that show. That show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm thrilled that that JMS did what he did here, mm-hmm. opening the door to the shows that you and I talk about all the time. We have to, we talk about to right. to to being slagged on our own. Our own Facebook page. Don't talk about these things so much, right?
0: Yes. Um, yes.
1: These programs that 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 we love that are informed by this one. I think about the lost. Oh my God, we're going forward now. We're going back, or we're going backwards yeah. now. We're going forwards, right? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. But they 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 pushed it too far, you know. They they were going for the fake out, and then they were trying to to double and triple back on the fake out, and right. and I think they just. They, they ran themselves out of rope.
1: Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. Um, I have but, a hard time Game imagining Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones definitely had, you know, so many switchbacks and and faults. I mean, yeah, the whole thing, the whole, the whole <coughs> war for who will be the king of the, who will sit on the throne of the, the, the Iron Throne of the Seven Kingdoms. You know, irrelevant.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. The actual um, story is still coming. Yeah, right. I mean, look at the first season of of Agents of Shield. Right.
0: Which I which is is not advised to look at the first season, but yeah, you just get to episode
1: seventeen. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: you get seventeen episodes in, and all of a sudden you're watching a completely different show. And, right. And they've just been kind of, you know, slowly setting pieces up for for almost a whole year.
1: Right. Right until Winter Soldier drops. Right. One of the reasons I was so disappointed that Travelers was canceled was that I had enormous confidence in that writing team to, to double fake and switch back on us in some way. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, and, uh, uh, you know, without belaboring it, uh, the, the willingness to pull a fast one on the audience is all over the way that Discovery is written, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's yep. to the good or bad is, is to be, you know, is to be debated. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll debate whether at the end we think that he gave himself enough time to resolve the questions he actually seems to care about on this program. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he did a lot of work on the Shadow War. And maybe he should have done less if he can't stick right. the landing of right. what the show's actually about.
0: Yeah, but I think in the 90s, even more so than today, if, if you're going to, to have a show that's, that's focused on the, the philosophical, the, the where do we go, the let's rebuild kinds of questions, yeah, and it's going to be a lot of talking, you know, unless you've got a lot of really good space battles going on in there, it's not going to hold the audience attention enough. Yeah, uh, exactly. Unless you're West Wing. Um, right. So. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. You know, as, as I said, I thought this was much later in the series. Uh, I clearly, as I've said many times, my memory is very poor of uh, the order of things and how long things go out. I'm not even sure how many of the season five episodes I watched, frankly. Right. So, how this unpacks from here on out is 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 very interesting, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Max yeah, totally is. Yeah. Yeah. Max and, is all over it. Yeah, and we hope that uh, we hope the folks at home will be uh, will be sticking with us for the for the third act of this uh, of this great show as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we've got what pro what's the episode next, Chris? Do you have it in front of you?
0: I don't. Is it Epiphanies? I believe it's Epiphanies.
1: I think it's Epiphanies, yeah.
0: Yes. If it's not, I'll edit this out.
1: Yeah. Uh, Great, folks. We're looking forward to talking to you next time. All right. Okay, cheers. See you then. Bye.